أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا إنه من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدًا عبد الله ورسوله يا أيها الناس اتقوا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار عباد الله اعلموا حفظكم الله تعالى ورعاكم أن التوحيد هو أول واجب أول عبادة أوجبها الله عز وجل على عباده فهو أعظم طاعة وأفضل قربة وأجل حسنة من قام به في دنياه من حققه في دنياه ومات عليه كتب الله عز وجل له الجنة من لقي الله تبارك وتعالى لا يشرك به شيئا دخل الجنة والتوحيد هو إفراد العبودية لله عز وجل وحده فتستغيث بالله وحده وتستعين بالله وحده وتستعيذ بالله وحده وتطلب العون والنصرة من الله عز وجل وحده وضده الشرك وهو أشد أشد محرم وأعظم سيئة وأشنع ذنب قال الله تبارك وتعالى إنه من يشرك بالله فقد حرم الله عليه الجنة وقال تبارك وتعالى إن الله لا يغفر أن يشرك به ويغفر ما دون ذلك لمن يشاء ويغفر ما دون ذلك لمن يشاء وقال تعالى ومن يشرك بالله فقد ضل ضلالا بعيدا The respected brothers and sisters in Islam of the most fundamental matters of Islam in fact, the most fundamental of all fundamentals is the fact that only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that only and only Allah deserves to be worshipped, deserves our worship and veneration. 
And this is summarized in the testimony of faith. La ilaha illallah. There is no deity worthy of worship except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the central principle of the religion of Islam. This is the central principle of the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the essential message which all of the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought. This is the da'wah of all the prophets and messengers of Allah alayhim afdalu salati wa salam. وَلَقَدْ بَعَثْنَا فِي كُلِّ أُمَّةِ الرَّسُولًا أَنِ اعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ وَجِتَانِبُوا الطَّاغُوتِ Indeed, we have sent a prophet to each and every nation. And the message of that prophet is to worship Allah alone and avoid false deities. So Tawheed is the central principle of the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For this reason, the heavens and the earth were created. For this reason, we came into existence. وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ I have only created mankind and jinns so that they should worship me and me alone. And subhanallah, talking about aqeedah in general, tawheed and shirk, is, is missing Allah on our khutbahs. And when I gave last week's khutbah about the rights of parents and the status of our parents in Islam and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala honored them in his book and how the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam honored them in a great number of ahadith in his sunnah. And I said that righteousness to parents is connected to tawheed. And right, and disobedience to parents is connected to shirk. This is how it came in the Quran. And subhanallah, by the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the khutbah was pleasable and was great to so many people. And a lot of people, especially young people, they asked to send them a copy of the khutbah or the recording of the khutbah. And one of the young people asked me, Sheikh, you made a, a point today that I hear it a lot. I hear this a lot from so many khatibs and from so many imams, but especially for us who grew up in this country, grew up in this place, we really do not know what it means. And if you can just give us a little bit more information about it. So just to, as you know, subhanallah, Hudhaifa ibn al-Yaman radiyallahu an says, the companions of the Prophet would ask him about what is good. But I used to ask him وسلم, about evil. Why? Because out of fear that it might catch me. Out of fear that, that I might fall into it. I used to ask the Prophet about it. That's why some people said, learn evil not for the sake of evil. Learn evil not for the sake of evil, but just to avoid it for the sake of avoiding. And he said, you said in your khutbah that righteousness to parents comes after tawheed and disobedience to parents comes after shirk. 
And you said shirk is the worst possible sin that a human being can commit. And all to be honest with you, all I know about shirk that this phrase do not associate any partner with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is what we hear from so many khatibs, from so many imams, in lectures, in sermons. Do not associate any partner with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or worship Allah azza wa jal without associating any partner with Allah azza wa jal. And he told me, to be honest, I feel it's much, much more than this. What does it mean to commit shirk with Allah azza wa jal? Is it simply just like worshipping an idol or statues or, or a moon or the sun? Or it, can, it could happen in many other different ways. And the question really, yeah, we don't talk about this. That is true. We do not talk about this. Even though when you look at the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu this is the unforgivable sin. This is the unforgivable sin. Any other sin, anything other than shirk, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah will forgive it, will overlook it, as long as the person repents to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sought Allah's forgiveness. The Quran is so clear about Indeed, Allah will not forgive the association of partners with him. But Allah forgives anything less than this for, so, for whomsoever he wills. Another ayah in the Quran, he says, Whoever associates a partner with Allah, commits a shirk with Allah, the Jannah paradise becomes forbidden for them. فَقَدْ حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ الْجَنَّةِ and I said, inshallah ta'ala, I think it's a very important matter and it's neglected many, many times, big time. Probably within, I've been in this community for 14 years, 2006. Probably this is my very first time to dedicate a khutbah, the entire khutbah about this matter. And, to, and it bothered me a lot. I said, how come I ignore this matter? I didn't talk about it. Just like this shirk, do not associate partner with Allah. That's all. And it's way more than this. And inshallah ta'ala, just I will brief you. Not, not to subhanallah put anyone on the spot. And this is subhan, not my way to put any, anyone on the spot. Or not to look down upon us. But this is just for, for, upon anyone. But this from the amana of knowledge. Perhaps, yeah, 1%, 1 out of 10. Maybe we'll say, you know what? Yes, I was practicing this. Maybe out of ignorance, maybe just I inherited it from our fathers and forefathers, and it's a time to stop it. It's a time to quit. There is nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with that. Once you know the truth, then you must submit to it, and you must act upon it, inshallah ta'ala. So we all know that just if we go back to the time of Adam السلام, there was no shirk at that time. For 10 centuries, 1,000 years between Adam and Nuh, as the Prophet وسلم, said in an authentic hadith between Adam and Nuh السلام, 10 generations, you can say 10 centuries. In, in, in those 10 centuries, people were upon the pure religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
The concept of shirk was not introduced to people at that time. For 10 centuries in a row, people used to follow the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon the fitrah, the pure fitrah, worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And the first people to practice the shirk, the first people to practice the shirk, to associate partners with Allah azza wa jal, were the people of Nuh alayhi salam. The people of Nuh alayhi salam were the first people practiced shirk on the face of this earth. And this happened simply, subhanAllah, with good intention. That's the problem. With good intention. Those people started it with a very good intention. Five righteous people, five pious people, men, existed at that time. And people respected them a lot. They followed their footsteps. They honored them big time. And then when those people died, those five righteous people died, Shaitan inspired them, inspired their followers. If you can carve out images of them and just place them in your places of gatherings. You know where you go and pray and gather? Just put them there. Five images. Carve out images of them and then keep them in front of you. Every time you see them, you remember them, you see them, then you will remember them. You will remember their legacy, their footsteps, and this will even help you to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a better way. Those people did it with no intention whatsoever, with no intention whatsoever to associate any partner with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in worship. Just yet, that's something good. Every time I look to, the, to them or I see them, I just remember them and how they used to be. And then I'm going to try my best to be firm upon their legacy. And then those people died. Knowledge was lost. Their kids and grandkids came. And they did not know what are these five images for. They do not know why. What is the history of these things? And then subhanallah, again, shaitan said, this is actually what your fathers and forefathers used to worship. And shirk started from there. And the names of these five righteous people is mentioned in the Quran, in Surah Nuh. وَقَالُوا لَا تَذَرُنَّ آلِهَتَكُمْ Do not abandon your idols. وَلَا تَذَرُنَّ وَدَّعْ وَلَا سُوَاعَ وَلَا يَغُوثَ وَيَعُوكَ وَنَسْرَ Five righteous men, very sincere people, died. People wanted to follow them. And they carved out images of them. And shirk started from there. So the point is that there was no shirk from the time of Adam السلام, until the time of Nuh السلام. And from that time, subhanallah, it happened. And shirk comes from Sheen Ra'kaf. It's based upon three letter roots, sharaka. And sharaka meaning to, to add or, or append, not being single or one. It implies partners or protectors. And shirk literally means to take along his side, Allah Azza wa Jal, a partner with him.
to take alongside Allah Azza wa Jal a, a partner for not simply an idol or a statue no it's actually way more than this it's way more than this there are two types of shirk and this is also one of the concerns that that young man brought he said we hear about major shirk and minor shirk I don't know what is major shirk and I have no clue what is minor shirk and major shirk subhanallah is takes the person completely out of the fold of Islam this is major shirk We'll talk about something. If you practice it, it takes you 100% out of the fold of Islam. A Muslim cannot practice that. Can, cannot be a part of this. Cannot have this type of aqidah. And minor shirk, it is not minor because you don't, a lot of people look at the word minor, meaning it's insignificant. It's a trivial. No, minor, it's a term minor because it is not as severe as the major shirk but also the minor shirk does not take the person out of the fold of Islam like for example showing off showing one's religious deeds for example um, you say uh, were it not for the policeman we would have been robbed were it not for the bravery of the army we would have been defeated uh, something like that that we all do all the time without any intention it's not a big deal but it's always better subhanallah to be very careful were it not for the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala were it not for the protection of Allah then the effort of the policeman we would have been robbed this is the right way if you gonna move if you want to go by the book but again minor shirk is they call it a shirkul asghar the hidden shirk for example, doing something to impress others, even though the intention, of course, to please Allah Azza wa Jal, but at the same time, I want some credit. This is minor shirk. And subhanAllah, this is a step towards the major shirk. That's why the Prophet said, The thing that I fear for you the most is the minor shirk. Because when you practice that, and you think it's something simple, it's trivial, and then it will lead to something bigger. But the topic is not about the little one, the topic is about the major shirk. There are so many forms. And I said that the major shirk is the one that takes the person completely out of the fold of Islam. And actually this happens in the three categories of Tawheed. You know in Tawheed, based on the Quran from the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you have the, the, the oneness of lordship, Tawheed al and then the oneness of worship, Tawheed al and then the oneness of Allah with respect to his names and attributes, Tawheed al-Asma'i wa-Sifat. This is very important, and this is very basic knowledge. Don't think this is complicated. That must be taught at a very, very young age. At a very young age. Probably this should be the most important aspect of the deen of Allah, Azza wa Jalla, to teach to our kids. The three aspects of Tawheed or categories of Tawheed. The unity of Lordship, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the creator, sustainer, controller of everything. We all agree on this. We have no problem with this. And even when the Prophet sallallahu was sent, people at that time had no problem with this. The Quran says, if you were to ask them who created the heavens and the earth, they will say Allah. The very same people who worshipped idols and statues. 
Abu Jahl himself did not deny the existence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala completely. Abu Talib, the Prophet's uncle, did not deny the existence of Allah azza wa jal completely. If you were to ask them who created you, they will say Allah. That's Tawheed al-Rububiyyah because this is ingrained in the nature of each and every human being. But the second type of Tawheed, this is the most common type of shirk among human beings, which is Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah, meaning this necessitates that every single act of worship must be done for Allah and only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every single act of worship. There is no intermediary whatsoever between you and Allah azza wa jal. When you make dua between you and Allah azza wa jal, you don't think that your sins are bigger than Allah's forgiveness. A lot of people have this. I, I mess I mess talk and my sins are not I need to have a righteous man in between a pious person a wali or a prophet or I go to the grave of a righteous man and I ask that that person literally that person to intercede on my behalf in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is something very common these days hundreds of places these days in the Muslim world Graves of righteous people, righteous people who worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but their graves have been turned into shrines where thousands upon thousands upon thousands of Muslims go every single year, whether they make tawaf around the grave or they ask that, that person to carry their supplication to Allah or they ask them to fulfill their needs. They left the Creator, and subhanAllah, they turned to the creation. This is a major act of shirk. This is a major act of shirk. That type of practice can take the person completely, 100%, out of the fold of Islam. That They call this the shirkul ibadah. Other ulama called it shirkul mahabba. Mean shirk in love. When you love someone so much, to the extent that you give them precedence over Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Did the Quran talk about this? Yes. And that person, when you talk to them, they said, no, there are very good people. And it's not, but subhanallah, why you do that? First, we found that. We grew up in that society, in that country, in that place where thousands of people just to go and I'm just going with the flaw. That's a serious matter, the respected brothers and sisters in Islam. Allah Azza wa says in the Quran, وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَتَّخِذُ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ أَنْدَادًا يُحِبُّونَهُمْ كَحُبِّ اللَّهِ They love them just like they love Allah Azza wa Jal. Allah says, when my servants, O Muhammad, ask you concerning me, فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ I am near. I am near them. I respond to the supplication of those who supplicate. So this is very important that this type of shirk, especially in ibadah. You make dua, make dua to Allah Azza wa Jal. Okay, Shaykh, is it okay to go to a pious man, a live person, and say, please, can you make dua for me? This is 100% okay. 
This is 100% okay. But to go to a dead person, a dead person, and you ask him to carry your supplication, your needs to Allah Azza wa Jal, no, no, that's, that's, that's a jahiliya time. That's a jahiliya time. That looks like we're going back more than 1400 years ago. And subhanAllah, to be honest with you, out of curiosity, I have visited some of those places when I was in college. Oh my goodness, Allahu Akbar. I'm from Egypt. I have visited some of those places just to, just uh, you, what they say, learning evil, not for the sake of evil, but just to avoid it. Subhanallah al-Azim. You will be, you will, you will go out of control. You feel like where, which century or where we are, way too much, too much violations, too much violations, they respected brothers and sisters in Islam. And then also the, the, sec, the other type of shirk that is also very common among so many people is what? In al-asma' wa-sifat. In the attributes of Allah Azza wa Jal. When you compare Allah to any of his creation or you compare any of Allah's creation to Allah. So for example, you believe that certain religious leaders control certain aspects of the universe. You believe that certain saints or holy people know some of the unseen, then you're giving the attributes of Allah or you're comparing Allah's knowledge to other people. And Allah says, To go to a magician or a fortune teller and you ask him to tell you what is going to happen to you in the future. Are you going to have this on that? That's, that's a clear kufr, the respected brothers and sisters in Islam. And with deep sadness, a lot of brothers and sisters are falling into this. Allah, the Prophet wasallam, closed every single door, every single path that will lead to shirk, to the point that he even وسلم, says, do not praise me excessively. He forbid Muslims from praising him sallallahu alayhi wasallam excessively. He said, do not. He even forbid the sahaba to stand up in his presence. He sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He forbid the sahaba to stand up in his presence. He sallallahu alayhi wasallam forbid building mosques over graves. He sallallahu alayhi wasallam forbid burying the dead inside the masajid. He sallallahu alayhi wasallam forbid so many things. He sallallahu on his deathbed. He was dying literally on his deathbed. He said, Allahumma la taj'al qabri wathanan yu'badu min ba'di. Oh Allah, do not turn my grave into an idol that is worshipped after me. That was the dua of the Prophet. On his deathbed. Allahumma la taj'al qabri wathanan yu'badu min ba'di. Do not make my grave a place of worship. We worship the Lord of Muhammad. This is what we worship the Lord of Muhammad. And that's why, subhanAllah, you know, exaggeration is one of the things. This is probably one of the primary ways that lead to shirk is that man have a tendency to praise and to elevate the status of the righteous people. And Allah says in the Quran, 
يا أهل الكتاب لا تغلوا في دينكم يا أهل الكتاب لا تغلوا في دينكم and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam warned us about do not exaggerate in the religion of Allah azza wa jal because exaggeration in the deen of Allah azza wa jal destroyed many nations who existed before us and also following our forefathers sometimes we think I have no question to even or I have no right to question their practice no وَإِذَا قِيلَ لَهُمُ اتَّبِعُوا مَا أَنزَلَ اللَّهِ no قَالُوا بَلْ نَتَّبِعُوا مَا أَلْفَيْنَا عَلَيْهِ أَبَعَانَا if it was said to them follow what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed no we follow what we found our fathers upon إِنَّا وَجَدْنَا أَبَاءَنَا عَلَى أُمَّةِ we found our fathers and forefathers upon a religion and we will be guided by following their footsteps وَإِنَّا عَلَى آثَارِهِمْ مُهْتَدُونَ this is what the Quran says so once that the truth reaches you then follow it follow it Maybe your, our fathers and your fathers and forefathers did not really find someone to teach them. But alhamdulillah, we, we, we live in a technological time. Knowledge is available everywhere, every place. There is no need to be drowning into these practices. So be careful. And if you are saved from that, then you are saved from everything, inshaAllah ta'ala. If you have the right aqeedah, every single act will be sound and strong. But if there is khalal in the aqeedah, if there is a crookedness in the aqeedah, then the rest of the acts also will be crooked. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us tawfiq. We ask him subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep us upon the right path. Allahumma amin. Barakallahu feekum wa jazakumullahu khayr. الحمد لله الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن اهتدى بهداه. So this is the what do you call it the 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 most common types of shirk among the people that the shirk that takes place in any of the three types or the three aspects of توحيد. And then others, as we said, minor shirk, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, just, um, we, we all sleep sometimes, but alhamdulillah, we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the source of everything. But sometimes I say, oh man, if it wasn't for you, I would have this. If it wasn't for that, you wouldn't really mean it. I know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is behind everything, but we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive it and to overlook it, Allahumma ameen. But the major type of shirk, be very careful. And this is a serious matter. This is even Ibrahim says, Can you imagine the dua of Ibrahim, the intimate friend of Allah Azza wa Jalla said, Oh Allah, make me and my offspring away from worshipping idols. This is the dua of Ibrahim. This shows the seriousness of this matter. That's why it becomes imperative it becomes imperative upon every Muslim and Muslimah to study this matter in depth, insha'Allah ta'ala. But just I wanted to answer the brother's concern in a brief khutbah. I hope that insha'Allah ta'ala, 
you got the message. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect all of us. Allahumma ameen. We ask him subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep us firm upon the right path. Allahumma ameen. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save us from major shirk, minor shirk, and all types of bid'ah. Allahumma ameen. Barakallahu feekum. Insha'Allah ta'ala, next Friday, we have a, a prominent guest speaker. Uh, is uh, Imam Suhaib Wab. Imam Suhaib Wab is well-known scholar. He will be delivering the second khutbah, not this one, the second khutbah. So those who are tired of me come to the second khutbah, insha'Allah ta'ala. Imam Suhaib will deliver only one khutbah, the second one, bi'idhinlah, followed by evening halaqah, followed by a workshop Saturday morning from 10 to 2, insha'Allah azza We'll give you more information, but I think you hear me all the time. I'm with you all the time, and it's good when we have a prominent guest, insha'Allah ta'ala, you come and attend his khutbah, bi'idhinlahi azza wa jal. Barakallahu feekum, wa jazakumullahu khayra, wa aqim as-salah. Sure. Allah.